from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. It's to the best of our knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. The economy's a mess, but consumer spending on pet care hit $43 billion last year, and it's still growing. Michael Schaefer thinks he knows why. One survey last year showed that 47% of people said the dog slept on their own bed. And I would say to you, that's 47% of people who are going to be a lot more concerned about how that dog smells than they might have been a long time ago. But the real star of the new dog-friendly America is the dog whisperer. Today, Cesar Milan will tell us his ideas on being pack leader. We have to fulfill the body, meaning we have to challenge the body. Then we have to fulfill the mind. We have to remind the mind rules, boundaries, limitations. And of course, consum is a state, then affection. Temple Grandin and Stanley Corrin also share their thoughts about the modern dog. And we'll hear about the shaggy muses to five great women writers. But first, we're joined by Michael Schaefer, who spent the last few years looking into the status of dogs in America. It became his business when he adopted Murphy from a rural shelter. At a mere 63 pounds, Murphy was a teacup-sized young St. Bernard. Now... He's thriving, but weighing in at about 100 pounds, he's still relatively petite. Murphy's human has been exploring the newly dog-friendly America. He's put his findings into a book called One Nation Under Dog, Adventures in the New World of Prozac Popping Puppies, Dog Park Politics, and Organic Pet Food. Michael Schaefer told Anne Strangehamps how things have changed for families with pets. Nowadays, we project a lot of our human needs and neuroses onto pets. We feed them a very different and much better food than we might have once fed them. We train them in different ways than we might have once trained them. Our standards for you know what to do with the dog when you go out of town have changed. And these are things that have helped cause this tremendous boom in the amount of money we spend collectively on pets. 15 years ago, it was about $17 billion. The most recent estimate for 2008 was $43 billion. And the trade association that represents the pet industry thinks it's going to keep growing in 2009. They have not seen a hit in this recession. The growth has slowed a little bit, but it has not shrunk. So what you're saying is we don't just have dogs anymore. We have fur babies. That is the favored phrase of pet marketers. And you can see why, because once you have sort of given this animal this different and promoted place in the family, it explains and, in fact, obligates you to be spending money on all kinds of things that maybe previous generations of people didn't spend money on. Well, to rack up $43 billion a year in sales, people have to be buying a lot more than just dog food. What can the trendy pet parent of today buy for their fur baby? People are buying a lot more than just dog food, although dog food itself has changed pretty dramatically. And it's changed in ways that are just the same way human food has changed. There was a time when all of us pretty much went to Safeway. And nowadays, if you try to go to the supermarket, some of you might go to Whole Foods, and some people might go to Walmart, and some people might go totally off the grid and just go to their local farmer's market or what have you. And you have the exact same options in buying pet food. Even, I think, the most deluded pet people among us don't fashion their dog to be a gourmand, but people feel that a healthier type of feeding is just part of your basic responsibilities to this member of your family. And the same goes for some of the other places where people have really spent a lot more than they once did in veterinary medicine. It's just been this incredible explosion of creativity and new techniques, tactics, procedures.